Welcome to Behind the Tools. Here's Tradeify CEO and your host, Michael Steckler. Hi everyone, welcome back to Behind the Tools. Now, despite their talent for the trades, trades women make up just under 5% of the global industry. Now, that's a figure that's barely changed over the last decade. And so there's still huge room for improvement when it comes to diversity and inclusion within the trades industry. And we want to be part of driving this change. So for this month, we'll be talking to a number of hardworking women from all over the world to find out the great work they're doing, but also to get more insight into their journey and ways they're working to push for a more inclusive industry. Enjoy the episode and happy Women in Trades Month. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Tools. Very excited today that we have another guest in New Zealand um, in Canterbury, which is on the South Island. So the biggest city down there people would be familiar with uh, is Christchurch. Um, and we have Pauline Vallet. Uh, Pauline, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. It's great to have you. Um, and Pauline, do you want to maybe just give us an overview of kind of what you're doing? You're an electrician, but who you work for and um, where you work? Um, so I've been a Sparky for the past five years in Christchurch. I work for Arnold Jensen Electrical. Um, and yeah, we do just do like a big, wide uh, variety of work, which is really cool. So servicing, um, we've got uh, a team of boys out at the airport. So we do all the Air New Zealand stuff. Um, and then contracting, and then we've got some people as well who travel around New Zealand to do like field lighting and that. So yeah, so it's quite a big, quite a big company. Yeah, yeah, quite. A, yeah, it's pretty big. Got a few boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah cool. And you, um, I mean, I'm fascinated by how you got into the trade. Do you want to just walk us through, you know, how you became an electrician, what sparked that to happen? Um, so I originally wanted to go to uni, like all throughout school I really wanted to be a pediatrician yeah <laughs> um work with kids um so yeah I went to uni for one year in Otago down in Dunedin um got like a ten thousand dollar scholarship to go there uh and then I pretty much realized within the first I don't know three months that I like really didn't like it there and I wasn't where yeah. I was supposed to be so kind of had like a early midlife crisis and I called my mom and I was like mom what do I do I like don't like it here and I know that I'm not meant to be at uni and she was like have you ever thought about doing a trade so I called up the trade training campus in Christchurch and they sent me the course book of all the trades that they have and I was just like flicking through them and electrical stood out for me so I just signed up for a pre-trade course finished my year in Otago and then moved back home to Christchurch and started my pre-trade wow yeah. so it's a, it's a really amazing story it's great it was a, I mean I didn't expect you to say that your your mum came up with the idea um, yeah often what we hear from people is that it's, it's quite the opposite often the parents are a, a block on these things um in terms yeah. of encouraging people to get into a into a trade and I think I, I say parents also probably would include schools in that to, to some degree yeah. especially if you're academic which you you clearly were the fact that you went to, to university um yeah. so that, that's incredible and why did you pick um what was it about being an electrician that appealed to you um I always get asked this and I don't know if I'll ever have I don't know the right answer but I probably just thought about it from a and keep in mind, I didn't actually know too much about many of the trades where I knew painting yeah. was painting and building was building and plumbing was plumbing. Um, but I was like, oh, don't really want to be like outside too much building and that kind of thing. And um, I kind of liked the technical side behind yeah. electricity and that. So 
I've stuck to that and I'm really, really good, glad that I did. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's a, it's a really cool story. And then you sort of did the apprenticeship um, and, you know, joined, is this, then this is your first firm that you joined as apprentice that you've come through or did yeah. you join someone else? Yeah. No, I've been with the same company throughout my whole apprenticeship and then I got, um, yeah, registered and I stayed with them. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. And how did, how did you find the apprenticeship? So what was the difference? I mean, I'm quite interested in the differences to, sort of being in a university and educational institution and learning a learning a trade did you did it do everything that you thought it would do in terms of I guess filling a gap that you didn't have when you were you know at, at college um well the main difference was that I actually had money <laughs> I'm so poor at uni I really didn't like that um and even though it wasn't much money it was like more than being a student um and the way that I looked at it was that if I decided that trades wasn't for me after I don't know a year or two, then I could actually still change and I wouldn't have added right. anything to my student loan. So I don't know there was a difference. And also um it was a lot more physical and I was active and I was up yeah. early in the morning and you know, like I had my evenings free and my weekends free and I really enjoyed that. So yeah. That was good. Yeah, cool, cool. And then you know, now you've qualified. You're doing, you know, you do do more work. Do you have a sort of vision about where you want to be? I mean, it's early, still in your in your career. But do you ever thought about doing your own thing? Has that ever been part of the plan in the future? Um, I definitely always come up with lots of I don't know ideas and things that I want to do. But I know potentially running a business or um some sort of something trade related I don't know if it would be like an electrical company doing electrical work but it could be right I don't know trade related but yeah it's still like early days I've only just been registered for not even a year yet so yeah 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 of course yeah and then when you did the apprenticeship were there many other um women I and mean, one of the things we're covering is you know the stat that we we see and share regularly is that less than five percent of sort of tradespeople globally um are female is that a thing yeah. you've seen changing when you did your apprenticeship did you see um, more of that than you you might I mean obviously you wouldn't have seen it before it's your first experience of it but do you mm. feel that's changing in terms of the, the, the number it definitely is changing like because I started five years ago yeah I did my pre-trade when I was 19 yeah and um there were three oh no there were four girls in my in the whole of the pre-trade class one girl in high voltage and then three girls um including myself in regular um in the regular course right so yeah but now um i just think there's way more apprentices like even walking around site there's only girls coming in not just doing electrical like a variety of trades and landscapers and stuff and it's really great to see what do you think is driving that um i think slowly it's being normalized right because i think definitely five years ago i'd never even considered being a tradie like when I was like searching on what I want to do when I was at uni, I was like, it didn't even cross my mind like once until my mum said, and I was like, huh, okay, that's something, you know, that I could do. And I would right. be, you know, it's very different. Um, but yeah, I think because it's very, there's it's more very different and more girls. Definitely different to a pediatrician. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So different. <laughs> and why did yeah, your mum, just out of interest, what was your mum's, um, why did she come up with trades? Wow, my mom, she is like a super independent um, single mom who's had rental properties and stuff. 
so she always did everything by herself painting and like odd jobs around the houses and stuff and we would always yeah. help her as kids and so like she would always look into trying to do something herself and then you know get tradies in but um yeah she was like it's an honorable job and you get you know you, you upskill yourself and yeah get to know lots of other good tradies and stuff yeah. and yeah so she was just like oh, why don't you look into that she didn't like cool. force me or anything but yeah that's yeah, great. It's just really great to hear that. And then, you know, one of the things you sort of referenced in terms of inspiring future generations to get into this, one of the things I think has changed over the last few years is sort of the growth in social media for trades specifically. Um, yeah. And I think it has generally often been not always actually younger tradespeople, but people who have sort of have grown up on social media, right? So it's, it's second nature to think about telling your stories across that. I think that yeah. seems to be sort of creating this burgeoning scene of people that see it as aspirational as a career because you can share yes. the work you do but also the benefits of doing that work you reference you know having the weekend and all the things that go with that um yeah you've built up quite a following doing that was that intentional or something that just sort of came about from you just generally posting about your work um I didn't think that any of this would come from my Instagram account I started it because I like taking um, time lapses and stuff of, of the yeah. work I'm doing and like before and afters and stuff I think it's quite satisfying to watch and I think a lot of other people as well like watching something get completed yes and yeah. so I just made an account and it was like really small and then I don't know I haven't even had it a year and I've like almost yeah almost got 4,000 and yeah it's like good because I get messages from other girls who uh wanting to get into the trade right. or you yeah. know and it's good to know that I can talk to them and be somewhat I don't know of a help to them you know and are they, are they just discovering you because they're looking into a job in the trades um like other females just, yeah um yeah like I've had a mixture of people who are wanting to get into it and they're like I don't know, worried or people who have just got into it and they're unsure if they should stay. Um, right. And yeah, I think because the thought of a four-year apprenticeship sometimes can be quite daunting and there are a few hurdles that you have to overcome like the exams and stuff. And it can get quite hard. I know that I felt that when I had my yeah. exams and sometimes you just need a little bit of a nudge just to get you over the line and, right. you know. Yeah. So that's really, it's really great that people are actually reaching out to you there. I mean, that's the thing I've heard from everyone I've spoken to that has some form of kind of social media presence. There, there is a really good, actually quite a global community to some degree, but even certainly at a local level is still pretty yeah. powerful. Um, and yeah. you've sort of got sponsorship. I noticed you have the Makita branding on uh, now. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I think they're one of your sponsors, I believe, uh, yeah. from my notes. How did that, how did that come about? And was that, you know, how did you get into that? um pretty much at the, uh, at the start of my Instagram account um over a long weekend I left my tools in the site container at work and they got stolen so then I like posted about it being like oh you know if you've seen my tools on Facebook marketplace or something right. um like let me know and then yeah Makita just like contacted me and they were like oh do you like to work together? And I was like, yes, I love your tools. <laughs> so 
and you, yeah, and you did good. and you did use and is that because you mentioned Makita or they just yeah yeah I'm yeah, yeah you did you did yeah right, okay good. yeah but I didn't like expect them to ever I don't know come back to me with anything but yes that was quite early days a powerful um, tool yeah that's great yeah yeah were you insured um I personally wasn't but my company was so. company was okay it, good yeah so yeah, it was yeah. good otherwise it was just a nightmare getting all your stuff stolen eh? <laughs> yeah well it's actually um it's anywhere from sort of 15 to 20 percent of tradespeople globally depending on the country uh suffer from tool theft and it's amazing how many I mean one of the things we we always recommend is you know get insurance uh it's not yeah. always great but it's better than nothing and it is yeah it is an unfortunately common thing that happens and there's you yeah. know I think no matter what locks you put on everything else you know people that still tools they'll find a way <laughs> yeah they find a way and if someone wants to get in a van they'll get in a van so yeah. uh yeah yeah insurance is important um and and your intention is to just keep building that that social media presence does it help with um I suppose you're working for a company now, but in the future, it helps obviously with, with work generation and stuff, but it sounds like mm. it's just a really powerful tool to inspire other young people that are thinking about starting to starting a trade. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I want to grow that. Um, and I think if I had, I don't know, someone to look to when I was starting out, it probably would have been a bit easier because I was quite embarrassed to be leaving uni, um, to become a tradie. So I don't know, it was a little bit rough for me at the start, right. um, but now I'm so proud of it. But I just think, yeah, it would have been helpful to have that sort of support or like role models and that out there back when I started. So, yeah. Yeah, it didn't really exist before. So I think it is a, it's a good tool for that. And, there, and, I, and I'd imagine, I don't know if you've come across people yet, but I imagine there are quite a few people that have forced themselves um or been forced and I say forced as in you know family pressure all those sorts of things expectation to go to university yeah go to college and and do that and actually for many people it's like actually I don't this is not what I want to be doing mm. um and so it's often been a fallback and that's I think to your point that is quite a hard thing like if you decided you want to go and be a doctor and four years through medical school you decide actually no, I don't want to be a doctor yeah uh, which is not it's uncommon. a really expensive mistake <laughs> Well, it's expensive, and it's like you say, there's this sort of probably unnecessary embarrassment that comes with it, which says, hey, I don't, yeah. I don't want to do that. And so, um, yeah, I think to the ability to be able to step out and actually tell other people that, hey, I stepped out and I'm better for it is, is probably a really mm. good thing. Um, yeah. And also to make people think twice about, actually, should I just go through with this or not, if it's not what yeah. I want to be doing. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And do you think that's changing sort of educationally? I mean, I was going to lead, that leads into the sort of next conversation around Trade Up Co., um so those that are listening we did a podcast probably I want to say a couple of weeks ago uh with trade up co guys who are touring new zealand schools and they're about to go to australia trying to encourage more kids or tell more kids and inspire them into trade or at least let them understand what's involved and i think it's a really really great initiative that we support for that for that reason um and one of the interesting things is there is you know they talk about the sort of stigma that was previously there about you know trades was something you did if you weren't academic it was a thing yeah. you did if you had to fall back on something um and it and it School feels like dropouts. It, yeah and it kind of is there is that and it, it feels like it's changing but it doesn't maybe feel yeah. changing as quickly as it could what talk me through do, do you think it's changing you've you've been part of that you've taught some of the schools with them can you talk me through kind of your experience of that and what your perspective is uh so I think yeah back when I was at school going to the careers advice office um never got advised to do any sort of trade only yeah. uni or early childhood things like that um and it's just really 
great to see that you know Jesse and Logan are going to schools and schools are actually accepting them to talk to all the kids and right. and you know like sharing their story and saying hey like it's actually cool to be a tradie like you can be successful um and yeah so no it's good and I went up with them to Auckland uh to speak at St Cuthbert's which is an all-girls school um and that was pretty cool experience because that was their first all-girls school that they've been to I think they've been touring for like four years or something and they've never had an all-girls school so they called me up last night and they were like oh do you want to come to um Auckland and um speak at the school because it's I guess it's kind of different for a girl to go and speak to girls it's more relatable especially because I went to uni and I was and I did health science which a lot of those girls would have been I don't know um forced to do from the appearance or you know right yeah um but yeah no it was um it was good yeah, so that did, did a lot of the kids, did you speak to any? Did they relate to that story that, you know, you would, you'd sort of chosen a different path even though you'd embarked on you know, the path that many of them were being probably pushed towards? Yeah, there was one girl who came up to me at the end and she had like pretty much the exact same story, although she hadn't gone to uni yet, but she was like, I'm going to Otago to do health science, but right. she wasn't sure if she actually wants to. And she said she feels like she has to because her parents have sent her to a really expensive school. So I don't know, like, if my message got through to her and not that she, right. she might not become a tradie, but she might seriously consider what she actually wants to do based right. on what she wants to do, not what her parents want to do. Yeah. Which is, it's very difficult. I, th- I do, yeah. you know, it's a very difficult position to be, to be put in, yeah. which is why your story story so great that you had the, the opposite, which was parental encouragement when it was obvious that you weren't happy doing something like that. So I think, uh, I think yeah. these stories will help people, um, those tours and, you know, Jesse Logan talked about that a bit, will help some of those kids who are in that sort of conundrum who think, mm-hmm. actually, I think I'd rather be doing this other thing and I feel like I need to go and pursue this academic career, which at the end of yeah. it, they may end up just, you know, saddled with a load of debt and not actually use it for anything because they don't want to use it for anything and so I think that's the yeah and this is a really good good thing to do and to get people more you know inspired by people that have done it you know are happy to have done it and then built great careers off off the back of it so it's a a really powerful story Um, and are you still touring more of the schools is that still ongoing or um yes that is this year uh we haven't got anything um planned yet oh I've got going to the west coast next month for three days and we'll be doing a bunch of schools over there um which will be awesome um and then yeah I think Jesse Logan and I have you know plans to go to other schools later in the year yeah cool great yeah and 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 is it mainly sort of New Zealand kids that are reaching out to you on on Instagram across social um yeah I don't really know exactly where everyone's from based from their accounts but I would say so majority of my followers are from um New Zealand yeah cool and do you interact with other sort of influencers I use that phrase sorry some some, some people don't like that some people don't like the (laughs) phrase but it's uh, it's an easy it's an easy catch-all but yeah do do you sort of connect with other people that are sort of doing similar things yeah I do and I've met quite a few of them in person cool great yeah so when I go around I'm like oh I'm in Queenstown or I'm in Auckland and and um yeah I've made some like online friends and then a couple of 
real life friends. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, it feels like a really community. fantastic. Yeah, that is exactly the word I was going to use. It feels like there's a really good, and it's almost becoming like a global community of people that um, I think it helps move this stuff forward. And, and you sort of speaking of moving this stuff forward, obviously you've you know you've got a high profile account. You're a woman in trades. So I talked about the numbers. It's still it seems like it's moving in the direction. It sounds like your experience is a is a great experience. Um, could you maybe if there's listeners, you know, we may hopefully have some. Um, women that listen to this that are thinking about getting in the trades or maybe just started their journey in the trades any advice you'd give from your experience um I would probably say don't be afraid if you're unsure just um go go find some work experience right and um then you can kind of see if you like it or not um and yeah probably reach out to some other people who are tradies or females and yeah get some support that way if you're worried about it yeah. yeah great and any advice once you started doing the doing the work any things that you particularly enjoyed or you think helped you sort of get get to where you've got to you talked about um, exams but are there areas other things they should be prepared for or think about um yeah definitely prepare or for electrical prepare for the exams they're pretty hard yeah um and I don't know, just absorb as much as you can from your trade, your fellow tradies, because there's lots of different ways to do the same thing. And right. yeah, find your own style and how you like to work in that. Did you know any tradies before you? I mean, I'm sure you did, but did you speak to any tradies that you knew before you sort of decided to go into the apprenticeship? No, I didn't. Well, I knew tradies like from school, some of the boys right. that left school early to do building and that um didn't really talk to them about it until yeah a few couple of years into my apprenticeship but yeah I didn't really talk to anyone I just kind of signed up and did it did it yeah down low. <laughs> yeah great well fantastic no it's great that you did that and then you know any any is there anything else you think we should be doing in the industry it seems like the I think there's the the school tours I think there is some you know apprenticeship schemes that definitely help get more young people into into trades and I feel like the social media really seems to talk the right language to, to a younger group of people about, you know, telling those inspirational stories. Is there anything else you think we should be doing as a, as a kind of industry to encourage more women into the trades? Um, I don't know. I think that's a hard question because from the past five years, I see the progress we have made has been like yeah. really great. Like we've even got heaps more female clothing. Yeah. Um, which when I first started, there was like no female clothing. So I think a lot of businesses and, um, you know, companies in that are supportive of getting more girls in the trade and they're showing that by creating products and stuff for them, which is good. Yeah. This is great, by the way. I mean, it's a really inspirational story that you, um, and, and very brave. It's unusual to meet people that uh, I think embark on that journey in college and university and then decide, actually, this is not for me. And um, and I'm sure you could have kept going and become a pediatrician, but you decided to step out. So it's, uh, and it's, I think it's fantastic. Your mum sounds great. It's amazing that she yeah. uh, encouraged you. So that's really cool. So if you weren't an electrician, uh, what would be the trade that you would pick? Probably be a plumber. Plumber. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. And why? Just out of interest. Um, I think it's the next best trade <laughs> after being a sparky. <laughs> yeah. There's but, a lot yeah. of debate about it. Yeah. Whenever I speak to plumbers, they, they do struggle for a very, very long time to think of another trade they would be in, but then I would say the same thing about electricians to be fair. Um, yeah. carp carpentry always seems to be a very popular second, second yeah. choice. I think a lot of people like, oh, I don't know stuff. if I could do that. I don't know if I could do the, the outside foundations part of 
carpentry that's yeah. hard <laughs> yeah in the cold <laughs> yeah i had a tyler on uh, in australia uh, in fact it's our latest podcast episode he talks about i said why did you pick tiling and it was that exact reason he said, oh, i didn't like i didn't want to be outside <laughs> so that was that was one of the main drivers um i get that yeah um if you want a thousand bucks on a scratch card scratchy for this end of the world um you know what tool would you buy with that thousand bucks um this isn't really a tool um but the makita battery powered chili bun <laughs> and did you do you have to say makita by the way is that is, i know you, you've got them, um, right? <laughs> i don't know if other companies do the battery powered oh, chili bun. oh that's yeah. actually a cool yeah um, so a chili it's like a cooler and I, I think it can heat as well so you put the batteries in and it'll yeah, like yeah. keep your drinks or your icebox or whatever frozen so you can just have it in the van and have like really cold drinks after wow. work or you know the yeah, entire day really cool. to, yeah yeah it's cool oh, yeah, fantastic no there was what i spoke to uh, i can't remember i spoke to it was a while back and he was talking about how that they had a um oh they were cooking like brisket and all sorts of stuff on site at lunch it was amazing they had a little pork whatever they called the little um pot belly stove Oh um, yeah. Yeah, some people take it really seriously. So I was very impressed. Um what's the I guess one of the other questions I've got is, you know, a choice of lunch when you're on site. I'm always intrigued by this one. We get very different answers. If you if you're uh, gonna treat yourself. Su sushi. Sushi. Yeah. Yeah, I love sushi. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um and then one of the other questions that you know I'd be really interested in in your kind of answer is, you know, when you're particularly as you've got a presence, you talk to lots of other people. Any other tradespeople you think we should speak to that you come across that you think are really would be interesting guests? Um, probably build with Willow down in Queenstown. Yep. She's just started her building apprenticeship, but she used to be a crane operator, a dogman. So really interesting um, career just in general. And yeah, she's really, really cute. <laughs> oh, great. Um, fantastic. Well, I really, really appreciate this one. It's a really interesting conversation. It's great, great the stuff you're doing. Any parting words for any um, anyone listening who's thinking about starting the trades? Um, yeah, just get into it. Give it a go. You probably won't regret it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. That's what everyone says. Fantastic. Well, no, this is a really, really great story. Appreciate you spending the time. I know you're busy, so um, I'll let you get back to it. And as always, to all of our, our listeners, uh, if you've got any comments, questions, suggestions, or you want to appear on the show, hit us up. There's an email address uh, in, the, in the link. Um, until next time, thanks a lot. And Pauline, thanks again and speak to you soon. Cheers. Well, thank you. Bye. Bye. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Behind the Tools is brought to you by Tradeify, job management software for your trade business. If you enjoyed the podcast, let us know by leaving a review and be sure to tell your mates about it. Email behindthetools at tradeifyhq.com if you or someone you know would be keen to join the show as a guest.